Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And I am very fortunate to, uh, or oh, we're all fortunate to have uh, this. Yeah, me too. Gem- yeah, you are too. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy to hear that because I got a, a special friend. Uh, he's one of my best friends from uh, the university days when, when I was a chiropractic student. And so we used to hang out together all the time, brainstorming how we can scheme on uh, how to take over the world. <laughs> and uh, welcome Jamie Richards from uh, London, Ontario in Canada. Uh, he's you know, speaking to us uh, across the world. Jamie, Welcome aboard to the Wellness Guy Show. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. I just want to say before we get going, uh, I'm a I'm a regular listener of the show, so uh, I'm excited to be on the show today. And I love what you guys are doing, and you know, thank you for what you guys are doing worldwide. I oh, really appreciate that. Now, Jamie, remember things that you don't want to spill any beans about my secrets, okay, from school. So, <laughs> on the show. All right. Secrets. Was that that you cleaned your teeth four times a day? He cleaned his teeth four times a day. He used organic moisturizer. His hair was uh, set in stone. That, that'll be the secrets. We said about that, wouldn't it? Because Lawrence. Well, those, those, those are no longer secrets, but uh, <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can talk in the break. I have a few that you might want to release, uh, you know, week by week or the next couple months. <laughs> on the yeah, outtake. No, on the outtake. Right. Oh, like it. I'm loving it. Oh, Jamie, uh, for those people who don't know who Jamie Richards, Jamie Richards has designed this pro- um, this concept. I think it's fantastic. It's called Life by Design. Jamie, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came, you know, over the last 10 years, how to develop this concept and what it means to, you know, the people out there about wellness. Lawrence, I think that it really brings in and ties into some of the things we want to talk about today with chiropractic and wellness and eating, moving and thinking and a lot of the things you guys talk about on a regular basis. I was an athlete in university. I was a football player, you know, American and Canadian football and I thought I was healthy just like many, many people. I was living a life that I thought was, uh, you know, at the the top level of of living a wellness lifestyle and then I heard the chiropractic story much like the three of us have or the four of us have before and it it moved me. It moved me in a way that really changed my life and set me up, up on a path that I started living differently, and as soon as I started to receive chiropractic care, I, I just became healthier. And how many times do we see this in our offices where people start to get adjusted and their, their skin gets better, their sleep gets better, their energy gets better, they get better immunity, they get stronger, and they realize that they weren't reaching the level of potential that they had before. And so that set me off on a very different path, became a chiropractor, and started living this lifestyle, sharing this lifestyle, sought my office just like we all do. But I also realized that it was really challenging to bring this beautiful chiropractic principle into the world because at the opposite end of it is there's so many people who have a misunderstanding about chiropractic. And I realized that I needed to find a way to bring this principle to more people in my community, but unfortunately, maybe not with the name chiropractic on it. And that's where the development of life by design came from. It really stemmed from this concept that the body's designed to be amazing. It's designed to have a high level of health. It's designed to be energized. And the only thing that really stops us from fulfilling that design is that we're either not getting the things that we need or interfering with some of the normal processes that come from the inside out. 
Nice. That's a that's a great start, isn't it? And and people have issues. People have troubles with this idea that our body's designed to be healthy, don't they? Because we kind of get conditioned to think that it's not. I mean, we we get told that you know we have these genetic problems, and um, you know that our bodies are inherently not that smart or weak or stupid, or you know we kind of get conditioned to think that way um, through all of our exposure to the medical paradigm, to the media, to news, all those sort of things. We we don't realize often that our bodies are designed to be healthy. That that's a natural state of being, do we? Well, we're inundated with it from day one, aren't we? Really, from the time we're born, uh, you know, we automatically inject things into our body. We drop things into our eyes. And I always think it's funny and talk to the practice or the community about this is that in, you know, nine and a half months, our body, you know, can develop this amazing child. And yet at birth, we somehow forget that that amazing wisdom that was built in, we just assume it disappeared because we're doing all these <laughs> things that are completely opposite to you know what we thought the body was supposed to have, and I always think it's funny, guys, where you know we talk about how uh, amazing the body is now, how delicate it is. But then during the birth process, you know, many times the physician, it's a very forceful process, and you know the baby sometimes gets torn right out of there using tons of pressure and force. But then the second it's out, it's we'll be really careful with the head. We really need to cradle it. Be really, <laughs> it's like you just had your foot up on the table trying to pull this baby out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it so there's no question about it. It really comes from day one. We're inundated from the start, and yeah. it becomes a pattern. It becomes a habit, and you know we teach our children this. And one of the most important things we can do as chiropractors, as wellness leaders and experts, and the people in our office and families can do is they can lead by example. And you know how many times do we see people telling their kids to do one thing that, but they do a different thing? So until we start empowering people to live a life that's uh, you know that they're designed for that that's really about being extraordinary and then passing that on to their children until we tap into that we're never going to see people fulfill their full potential that's that's so true that's so true it's um i find it incredible actually that uh, even in you know various circles and look i've even seen this in in our circle of friends that some people actually shy away from um, hanging out with us because they're afraid to, you know, bring up health kinds of information. Because the things that I understand about health and well-being challenges their paradigm so much. So it's really nice to to know that you're out there, Jamie, doing such an incredible job getting the message of chiropractic as well as the messages of wellness out there in a language that everybody else can talk about. And it's great. I think that's the key, guys. I really do. I, I think that as chiropractors, we have our own separate language and our separate lexicon and that applies to us and it's not that we shouldn't talk about that but we need to find ways that we can connect with people and really find things that they value and one of the things that I think is important we all love chiropractic and we know that it's important and vital on so many levels and we'll talk a bit about it today but not everybody values their spine and nervous system like we think they should mm, and it. sometimes we can put ourselves on these pedestals thinking that you know, if we can just get these people to understand that the spine and nervous system are the master control system of the body, but as much as that's true, that's not what people value, at least not everybody. We need to find what people value. And in many ways, they value health, they value a better life, they maybe value nutrition or they value exercise. And if we can meet them at those levels and where they value those things and then communicate the same principles through... Uh, eating, moving, thinking, and then shed the light and turn it back on chiropractic and say the same reason I think about eating this way is the same reason you need to think about your spine and nervous system this way. 
It's so true, though. I mean, since the show has been on for over a year, we've been inundated with people who have never experienced chiropractic, never even thought about going to see a chiropractor, listening to the show. And we, you know, we're talking about health and wellness stuff here. And they said, I never even realized that chiropractors deal with that. And we've been sending people to all across Australia, you know, some even across the world, really, to all these various chiropractors because they want to know more. So, Jamie, with your concepts, with Life by Design, you have four major concepts within that. Could you just start mm-hmm. with the first one and why do you think that is so... Uh, why do you think... Why do you put position that as being the number one principle first? Well, obviously, the centerpiece to what we do as chiropractors is the brain and nervous system. And, you know, the way that I'll, I'll explain it to people, I'll say, Lawrence, let's say you and I have never met before and I meet you on the street and I ask you a really simple question. I say, Lawrence, how important is the brain and nervous system to the function and health of your body? What would you say? If I was a normal person... Yeah, if you were a layperson. Yeah, I'll probably just say, well, don't even know what the nervous system is, or I just know it's in my back or my spine. Right, but, how, but if I asked you, how important is your brain to running your body, what would you say? I would What's say it's pretty important. Answer? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Insert chiropractic here. It's mm. really that easy. We don't have to complicate <laughs> this, this uh, concept with people. We just have to teach them that part of their body running itself properly and part of that amazing um, power that that is animating us is via the nervous system and the brain and the spine protects it and if the spine doesn't work properly then there's a disconnect there's an interference there's a disruption and there's no way that your body can work at its full potential and we teach people that you know although we use the word subluxation to describe that interference it really is no different than other conditions or states of of less than optimal function in the body it's like uh, similar to not having water Right, it's dehydration or similar to not having food. It's starvation, similar to not having air. It's suffocation. Mm. Well, if you don't have proper nerve supply or proper life energy in your body, it's subluxation. And the job of a chiropractor, powered by design, step one, is really simple. It's restoring that connection. And you asked, why is it the most important? Clearly, it's the central, the central control system in the body. But here's what I love about it. It's also the most passive step in the process. People show up in our office and they lie on the table and we help their body facilitate an adjustment that improves the connection for their body. Beyond that, they don't really have to do anything. They can just go home and do nothing at all, and they're still going to reap the benefit of receiving chiropractic care. Mm, beautiful. See. What about the other three steps? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Once you establish quality communication in your body, so once you've been under chiropractic care and you've established the brain-body connection, then sure, it's very important that we move through the other steps. And one of the next steps that I'll talk to people about, and, and maybe this will probably be the longest that we discussed today, is eating by design. And it's very similar in many ways to what you guys talk about every week. It really stems from a, a paleo framework. And I know you had Lauren Cardin on the show and Rob Wolf, and I, I love those episodes. And it, it really stems from this idea that there's certain foods that we're better adapted to consuming. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we should just eat like a caveman. It means that we should eat foods that we're best adapted to. And I think some of the real important principles that, that I like to teach people about, number one is it's real food first. Mm-hmm. And you probably see this, guys, in your offices. Everybody wants to know what supplement yeah. they can take. Yeah, I mean, how many, time, how, many, how many emails do you get? every week about what supplements people should be taking. Yeah, that's it, right. I mean, you probably get 30, 40, 50 every single week. It's real food first. Well, is this a good protein shake for me? Well, how about protein? How about some real food? <laughs> yeah, you get a kangaroo. <laughs> so I, I think that people really need to work on the food quality, even before food quantity. People are really concerned about eating less and less and less and dieting and losing weight. 
But I think if they focused on real food first, what they'd see is a massive change in their health, probably a reduction in body fat in most people, and just tailor that in. The other big ones that I think are important in Eat by Design are the removal or the reduction of grains and legumes. And you know, the biggest issues there is not necessarily because grains are newer. It's simply, I mean, the anti-nutrient impact of, of most grains is significant enough to remove them from our diet. And the other one that I think is really funny is there's just nothing in there that has any kind of major quality that's worth consuming over something else. So people say, well, I, you know, I want to eat the, these grains or bread or whole wheat. And I, I asked them, I mean, what's in there? They said, well, I heard there's B vitamins. I said, yes, have you heard of vegetables? Right? The, the, these, these nutrients come in other foods, guys. So if we just consume foods that we're more designed to handle, we're going to be better off increasing your fat sources. And I know you guys talk about this regularly, uh, quality fish oil supplement, avocado, coconut, you know, nuts and seeds to a degree depending on, uh, you know, you're not supposed to eat them in you know, bags at a time or anything like that, but you know, they're a good snack. Protein at every meal, that's one of the first ones that I talk to people about. They say, well, what's the first step in Eat by Design? And I just say, form the basis of your meals around a protein source. So don't ask yourself, you know, what, what carbohydrate source am I going to have today? What protein source am I going to have? And then form your meal around that. And then there's obvious other simple ones like removing your sugar, uh, earning your carbs. I, I know people probably ask you this question a lot too. Eating by design or, or eating the way you guys describe to people, it's not about eating no carbs. You, you, mm, carbohydrates right. are, are, are a benefit to our body, yeah. but it's just choosing the right ones and, and consuming them at, at the right times in a sense. So I always tell people, earn your carbs. If you're training a lot, if you're training more long distance, then you're going to have to tailor your carbohydrate intake to that training. But just make sure it comes from you know sweet potatoes, yams, squashes, pumpkin, things like that. So you know, aside from those basics, I mean, there's obviously it's way more complex than that if you want to go in deeper, but that forms the foundation of Eat by Design. Mm, nice. Sure. And can we go back one step? Because I reckon there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this and they're thinking, okay, this guy's a chiropractor and now he's starting to talk about eating. Like, what does eat, what does how you eat have to do with chiropractic? Do you want, do you want to talk about kind of, you know, why Oops. chiropractors like to talk about these different stresses and how that relates to the chiropractic? I think that is one of the most important questions and it's one of the things as chiropractors that you know we need to be able to, to explain to people why. And this is what I was talking about is getting back to this idea of what you're designed for and, and the reason we talk about this as chiropractors is simple. It's because we have a philosophy. We have a why behind our what. There's a reason why we do what we do and you know in chiropractic realms we call that the above, down, inside, out philosophy but really the principles are simple. We're designed to be amazing as long as our body gets what it needs and there's no interference from the inside out. So we take that principle and we apply it to food. What does my body need? What does my body uh, need as its building blocks? So you can have this amazing nervous system where the brain's communicating wonderfully to the body, but if you fill it up with Twinkies, then you're only going to be able to build the cells and tissues of your body to a certain degree. So we talk about it not because eating, moving, and thinking is chiropractic. Chiropractic is chiropractic. That doesn't change. But our philosophy lends itself to other areas and what we've tried to do is say can we talk about those other areas from a very inside out way and that's what we've done and that's you know eating this way and moving by design and also thinking by design as well 
Mm. Yeah, because because what we know at the end of the day is that you know often what's brought people into our practice in the first place is that they've had this stress, whether it's you know how they're eating, how they're thinking, how they're moving, um, and what impacts on whether they get results going forwards is also those stresses, how well they deal with those stresses, as well as obviously getting adjusted and looking after their spine and nervous system. But but if you're not looking at you know all the facets, then you're not going to get as good a results. Well, doesn't it really come down, guys, to adaptability? I mean, that's really what it's all about is mm, adapter. So and, you know, having yep. a clear nervous system is the centerpiece of adaptability, but you're going to adapt a heck of a lot better if you're addressing all of these other requirements for the body as well as the external stresses. And I always think it's funny. People come into the office and they always want to de-stress or they always want to take on less or, or their medical physician has always told them you need to de-stress or go on a stress leave. And I think it's actually the opposite. One of the most empowering things about the chiropractic philosophy is that it's not about living a life that's smaller and putting us into a tinier box. It's about creating a life that's bigger that can handle Greater. more. I want to do mm. more. I want to have more stress, but I want to mm. be able to handle the way that, that works for my body. It's such a great point. That's a great point, Jamie. We, look, you've just spoken about, I suppose, everything that underpins chiropractic. But one of the one of the things that I think Brett was leading into, uh, which I'd like I'd love you to explore a little bit more, and we talk about this as being one of the causes or the major causes of the of interference to the nervous system, which chiropractors call subluxation, is the influence of the mind or of emotion. So, you know, I think you were talking about think by design, but the mind, the power of the mind. Where do you go with this in terms of chiropractic? Well, there's no question that what we think dictates how our physiology is affected. I mean, that's well established by science just in general, and I don't mm. think anybody's questioning that. And I think as chiropractors to take this philosophy and, and put it into something that's tangible, and I really think that that's what we've tried to do, and other chiropractors are doing a great job of it as well, is we need to come up with things that are tangible for people. So when they're in our office, you know, the four of us can get together and have these really fun conversations and go really deep into these concepts. But we have to be able to bring it out to a level of simplicity for people and give them steps. And that's where, you know, move by design or eat by design or power by design. When it comes to think by design, there's three components to it. And it comes down again to what are we, we required. So we've, we've talked about the requirements for a healthy body, a nervous system, food, movement. But a lot of people don't talk about requirements for a healthy mind. We talk about positive thinking or we talk about goal setting. But there's really, truly, there's actually requirements for a healthy mind. We think there's three. And number one is clarifying your beliefs. So really just defining your philosophy. Why do I think the way that I do? And looking at areas where we have these false beliefs that are affecting our lives. The second one, and I think is maybe the biggest discovery we've had and the biggest in, uh, integration that we've added in is this whole concept of self-esteem. We can have this wonderful belief system that's true and congruent. We can have an amazing vision but if our self-esteem is lacking, and I think this is the thing that's lacking in, in the vast majority of humanity, is we don't believe that we are amazing. And if we really believe that and we loved ourselves at that level, we would see more people expressing their purpose, which is the third step, and that's having a, a purpose. So it's clarifying your beliefs, building your self-esteem, having a purpose, and then putting those three into action and bringing that into the world. Because really, at the end of the day, what we're trying to say is we are trying to help people live the life that they deserve because we think the world would be a better place if they do that. Yeah, and I think the point you made just there is really important when you talk about self-esteem is, is about feeling like you deserve it because often people don't feel like they deserve it and that's why they don't put in the work or that's why they don't make the changes or it's why they don't you know, aim bigger is because they don't always feel like they deserve it. 
And I think that's such an important point in the self-esteem issue. I absolutely agree. And Nathaniel Brandon is one of the great leaders in that area. And Six Pillars of Self-Esteem is a great resource for anybody listening who wants to get started into this path. And what that does as you start to develop self-esteem, one of the pillars is responsibility or self-responsibility. And you know, tell me if you think this is true, guys, but I see this in my office, in my community, probably the biggest pitfall from people experiencing their full potential is their unwillingness to accept responsibility for their life. Yeah, that's, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. And we hand, you know, they hand, especially when they hand their health to someone else, you know, whether it be a medical doctor or someone else or even to us. And our responsibility is not to, to give them advice, but they still got to take control and say, I'm going to do this, right? I, I can't exercise for them. I can tell them what right. to do, but they still <laughs> got to take the responsibility. So uh, cook all their food for them. We just don't have the time to show up and make all their meals. Yeah. So there's some things that they're going to have to do as they leave the office. And when it comes back to as chiropractors and as leaders in this wellness revolution, we have to empower people. When it really comes down to we have to move away from the antiquated ideas of putting people in a box, putting ourselves on a pedestal and giving them a condition that we need to take care of and we need to fix. And we need to empower these people to realize that their body is self-healing, that everything that they want is literally on the verge of happening as long as they follow the rules. And I said to Lawrence before we started the show, we have a, a, a formula that we use in our office and with Life by Design. And it really is correct principles plus consistent action plus time equals extraordinary results. And the most important part of that is the correct principles. And I think this is where chiropractic is so on the pulse because it's based on a correct principle. How many people do you know who are doing all the wrong things consistently for a long time and they don't get any results and they can't figure it out? They're, I'm working hard, doc. Yeah. Yes, doing all the wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> do you think sometimes, Jamie, that some people actually don't want to be extraordinary? Do you think that from time to time we get people that do come into our office and they might want to change or just improve a little bit, um, but they don't want to be extraordinary? And look, I see that as being okay. That's kind of where some people are at. You know, some people might be used to that degree of um, uh, mediocrity. Of, of, you know, without saying mediocrity, well, maybe mediocrity, but maybe they're not. They're not don't really want to challenge themselves too much. They're just happy just floating by and getting on with life and that's just how things go. And then, of course, there's other people like, you know, the four of us that kind of just want to keep on packing our lives full and just getting the most from it. What's your take on that? Do, do you think that some people just don't realize what's possible or is it that I they think, don't really care? I, I actually think you're right on, on the money there and that's, that's a great, great point. We get really focused on helping people realize that they are extraordinary, can be extraordinary and sometimes we uh, project our expectations on people. I know I do this in my office all the time because I just want the best for people. And yeah. sometimes the best is just a little bit better than they already were. And you know, we have to accept that. doesn't mean that I'm okay with it. doesn't mean I'm going to stop you know, doing what I'm doing or going in the direction that I'm going. But that's sometimes where people are at. Not to say we need to compromise our values or compromise our principles. But I think the more we accept people where they're at, and take a step away. And I know Reggie Gold talked about this. And he said, you know, people are like, cook spaghetti. You can't push them, but you can pull them. You know, when people, get <laughs> close you, when people get close to you, then you take a step away. And they get close to you again. You just keep taking a step away. And that's our job is to lead people and inspire people for them to come along at their own pace, uh, at the rate that they want to, 
because I think that that's the way we're going to impact more people. And really, we can't get, unfortunately, we can't get focused on people on an individual basis and put all our attention on that one person. We have to give them the goods, deliver the message, deliver the adjustment, give them all the resources, and then move on to the next person because there's millions of people worldwide who are waiting for this message. I wonder if all stems from, you know, people being told all their life not to to be extraordinary, you know, like, because you don't want to be too high, right? You know, it's the whole tall poppy. Yeah, there's the whole tall poppy syndrome, especially here in Australia. And, you know, if you stand out, you know, they're going to pull you down. So I sort of wonder if that's sort of that type of thing, a mentality um, that has been taught through life. Totally agree. We have a ton of work to do. And chiropractors are, are the, they're the, we are the profession who is in the place. We are the, we're the only profession with a philosophy. A well-defined, congruent philosophy that lends us uh, a, a brain to actually think about these other things. And the beautiful part of chiropractic is we actually have a practice. We have a, something we can do for people to move them towards health. We can address their physiology. We can help them function better. And we can give them direction. Nobody else is doing what we do. And we should really celebrate each other and invite more people into this movement that we're creating as chiropractors. And so... So what the, for the final pillar, obviously, we're going to move to the move by design. You know, what can people focus on in terms of their movement to start, you know, to make sure they're moving by design? Well, move by design, and again, let's address the, the basic philosophical foundation is that it's required. You know, I mean, 50 years ago, you know, people talked about smoking as something that might be bad for you, and then we realized that, you know, it literally killed you. And now we're seeing the same thing with sitting, that Stephen Franson from Bonfire Health always says, you, you know, sitting is the new smoking. And if yeah, you yeah. look at some of the – you guys talked about it on one of the podcasts, on one mm. of the shows, about yeah. it's accelerating your aging, it's, it's increasing your mortality. So we need to move. Movement and exercise is no longer something that is important for us. And, and it's always been a requirement, but now we're discovering that it's absolutely required. It's like air. It's like sleep. It's required. So we really try and get across to people that this isn't something that you just should do. You need to do this. You need to move. And we broke it down into four basic parts for people. And the first one is be mobile. And we see this all the time. All four of us is that people have lost their mobility. They've gone through a uh, process of deconditioning through our lifestyles and our stresses, our physical stresses. And we need to get mobile again. And we broke that down and we developed just some different videos for people and a different protocol, but it really ties in the concept of foam rolling, mobility, dynamic mobility, some patterning, uh, as well as uh, just some joint-to-joint movement. So mobility is the first step because before you actually start training or loading your body with any kind of resistance, you need to make sure that the joints are mobile. Now, chiropractic care has a massive role in this. And it deals with the nervous system and the spine specifically, but that's going to lend itself well to improving mobility. But you still have to have a day-in and day-out mobility program. The second part of that, guys, is to lift heavy. And lifting heavy is relative. And Brett and I were talking before we started about CrossFit. One of the things I love about CrossFit is it's getting more and more people worldwide lifting weights, doing things that yeah. they've never done before. You know, taking average people and showing them how they can actually be extraordinary. Scaled, obviously, for them. And I think that's key. People in our office, you know, you got the 90-year-old grandmother. She might be not be putting a, uh, you know, a 45-pound bar on her back and doing a full squat. But it doesn't mean that she can't sit down on a chair and stand back up. Mm. At the other end of the back, so stick 400 pounds on Brett's back. Let's hope he can stand up with it. 
So yeah. we... <laughs> <laughs> you probably could. He actually could. my calculations so like, hang on. <laughs> How much is that? <laughs> it's about 30, 30 koala bears, mate. So, um, <laughs> hey, J- JV, what, uh, some people go out and they, they start a diet. You know, diets, we're, we're recording, it's Sunday right now. Um, tomorrow, of course, is International Diet Starting Day because um, it's a Monday. Everybody does it. Now, is it, is it okay for people just to go and eat well? You know, can they just do that? Or, or could they just maybe pick two of the three? Or, sorry, two of the four because obviously Cairo being paramount. Could they just do Cairo and eat well and then live a fantastic life? Or do you have to do all four? Well, there's no question that doing any of them is going to be beneficial. So no matter which of the you do, no matter which of the way you enter this wellness model, each of them is going to be beneficial. But of course, the whole concept is that they're required. So we're basing this lifestyle on what's required, not what's good for us. There's a lot of things that are good for us, but there's some basics that are required. And I coined the term the fundamental physiology. There's a fundamental physiology to the human body. And we need to figure out what those things are. And we've done that with the nervous system, food, movement, and thinking. So no matter where you enter this system, you're always beneficial. You're always moving in the right direction. But each one of them plays on the rest. We talked before. If you have a better nervous system, you're going to digest your food better. You're not what you eat. You are what you digest from what you eat. My training is going to be a million times better if I have a good nerve supply. And my my sleep or my thinking is going to be better if I'm eating the right food. So here's the point I make to Food doesn't replace nervous system function. Nervous system function doesn't replace clear thinking, and clear thinking doesn't replace uh, exercise. So each mm-hmm. of them need to be done. No matter where you start, you're always going to benefit. But the goal, the ultimate goal, is to start to help people integrate each of the steps over time. And what we say for this, uh, to be well, to be truly well, you must do everything at the same time for a period of time, preferably a lifetime. Fantastic stuff, Jamie. I, you, know, you know I love your stuff and it's been great to, to have you on, on the show to really broadcast to the world about your ideas on wellness. And I think it's so congruent to what we've been talking about over the last year. And uh, it's just amazing. I'm just thankful for guys like you who are out there promoting wellness and, and all these tips. Um, you are coming down, well, this way, down to this side of the world in New Zealand in September 21st and 22nd in and. 12 actually we're in 2012 <laughs> I'm losing track um, he's coming to New Zealand doing a public talk on September 21st so uh, how anybody who, where do people need to go to uh, to book on for that talk if they want to want to see you talk in New Zealand just want to thank you guys for having me on the show I'm really honored to be on the show and it was a, it was a big highlight for me in my career and I love what you guys are doing so just keep doing that you're, you're changing the world you really are thanks buddy thank you John uh, Lyceum at New Zealand Chiropractic College the week before on the Saturday before the 21st and then I'm going to be staying for a week doing a public lecture September 21st in Auckland and then we're going to be doing a full day seminar September 22nd 9 to 5 so if you just go to bookwhen.com backslash life by design seminars you can find me there excellent we'll put that link on our um on the website as well so people can just go directly there thank you so much jamie i love what you do and uh you're awesome so thanks for thanks for the insight and like always guys you always check out our website thewellnessguys.com make sure you leave your comments below that episode of this particular episode i mean and tell us what you think tell us what you think of jamie's concept and uh, are you implementing some of those strategies into your life Always continue the conversation on our Facebook page. Um, If you haven't liked us, make sure you do. And uh, follow us on Twitter as well. But most importantly, make sure you download us on iTunes and subscribe there. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show.